things first. This is about truth telling. I have no agenda. Zero. I always have questions. What's the problem? That's just who I am. This is what no mercy is all about. Hey, here I come. You can book it. Ah. This is the moment of a lifetime. The clock's ticking like my lifeline. Until I flatline, I push it to the red line. Who gon' stop me high? Who gon' stop me high? Breath taking a move that I make. I give it everything I got. Cause that what it takes. I push the limit till it break. The heart of the brave. The soul of a legend with the will to be great. Hold up. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the latest edition of No Mercy with yours truly, Stephen A. Smith, coming at you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, like I love to do. And I'm coming into you from my studio, thanks to our official studio sponsor, FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel is the official sports betting company of the No Mercy podcast. Look, <clears throat> I'm clearly not in a good mood. And as far as I'm concerned, none of us should be on this evening. At this particular moment in time, I just finished watching the video of 29-year-old Tyree Nichols. A young man that was living in Sacramento, California just a few years ago before moving to Memphis, Tennessee. A young man who was an employee, a job, working at FedEx. A young man who was driving in a car, unarmed, on his way home, presumably to see his four-year-old child. And three houses away from where he lived, three houses, not three blocks, not three miles, three houses away from where he lived, Five police officers, all black, five police officers in Memphis, Tennessee, grabbed him from his car and beat this dude so mercilessly. Just January 7th nearly three weeks ago, beat him so mercilessly. He died three days later, January 10th to be exact. <sighs> there were people that were saying this was comparable to what happened to Rodney King in 1992. He lived, ladies and gentlemen. Philando Castile didn't live in Minnesota. 12-year-old Tamir Rice in Cleveland didn't live. Michael Brown in St. Louis, Missouri, he didn't live. Freddie Gray in Baltimore, he didn't live. George Floyd, Minneapolis. The man that had a knee on his neck for over nine minutes by Derek Chauvin, who was ultimately convicted of murder. He didn't leave. He didn't live. Abner Luema in Brooklyn. Amadou Diallo in New York. Breonna Taylor in Louisville, Kentucky. She didn't live. Tatiana Jefferson in Fort Worth, Texas. Eric Gardner in New York. Didn't live. But yet the one thing that stands out in this case in regards to Tyree Nichols is that all five police officers were black. All human lives matter. But ladies and gentlemen, when you hear the phrase black lives matter, why it's so pertinent within the black community 
It's not because white lives don't matter. It's not because Hispanic lives don't matter. It's not because Asian lives don't matter. It's not because Jewish lives don't matter. Catholic lives don't matter, et cetera, et cetera. The reason why the phrase black lives matter exists is because we're the one ethnic group of people in this nation who repeatedly has to plead with question marks at the end as to why our lives don't matter. As far as I'm concerned, six lives are lost. Because these black officers are going to jail. When you have the chief of police, a black woman in Memphis speaking against you, when you have the governor of Tennessee, the mayor of Memphis, the head of the NAACP local chapter, along with everybody else speaking against you because they've all seen the video, you're done. You're done. And let's be clear. They'll deserve to be done. Oh, we need to know their names. To Darius Bean, Demetrius Haley, Emmett Martin III, Desmond Mills Jr., and Justin Smith. They've already been fired from their jobs. They've already been indicted on murder, murder charges along with additional charges. The president of the United States spoke to the family of Tyree Nichols this afternoon. Nobody is speaking up for these officers because how can you? How can you do something like this? They beat them to a pulp. They kicked them. They suffocated them. They stood them up and watched them fall. Stood them up again. Watched them fall back again. Stood them up. He fell to the left. Stood him up again. He fell to the right. Couldn't stand up. He moaned. He groaned. He called out for his mama. His mama. Rovon Wells. What do you say? By the way, he was unarmed. He wasn't Dylan Roof who went into a church and shot nine people in South Carolina and there's a nationwide manhunt for him. And somehow, some way you arrest him without killing him. And not only do you do that, you stop him to give him burger. You stop to give him Burger King. He's not one of the multitude of people who have shot at police officers or resisted arrests or things of that nature. And somehow ended up arrested, but somehow yet he's the latest unarmed black man. That ends up murdered. I don't even know what to say. I'm at a loss for words. It's devastating. When we see senseless crimes and stuff like that, we're usually pointing to the public at large and what's going to be done about it. We don't expect to say that about police officers. Then when you saw a young unarmed black man getting shot, we're looking at white police officers, but not this time. Now we got a situation where five black police officers pummeled a young black man to death who was unarmed. To me, life imprisonment sounds about right. It's a multitude of charges. Call it 40 years, 50 years or whatever. Just make sure they're in jail for the rest of their natural lives. Sounds about right to me. The multitude of charges, whether it's going to be served consecutively or concurrently, that's for the judicial system, the courts, to decide. We get all of that. But this is some heinous stuff. It's incredibly sad and unfortunate. It's so bad, in fact, that I can't even sit on here on this podcast and advise anybody to watch it, especially kids. It's that bad. It's that bad. Might not believe me. You'll see for yourself, some of you. You'll also hear about it with noted civil rights attorney, 
who's representing the family of Tyree Nichols. His name is Benjamin Crump. And he's up next on No Mercy with yours truly. Don't touch that dial. This is the moment of a lifetime. The clock's ticking like my lifeline. Until I flatline, I push it to the red line. Who gonna stop me high? Who gonna stop me high? This afternoon at a press conference, he was called America's attorney. America's civil rights attorney. He's a civil rights attorney extraordinaire. He is the attorney uh, for the family of Tyree Nichols. He is Mr. Benjamin Crump, and he is here with yours truly right now. Sir, I wish I had you on this podcast under better circumstances. Um, Tell us, tell my audience uh, about this video. We know uh, what, 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 what we've heard. A lot of us have seen it. We're about to see it. Tell us what you saw. You know, Stephen A., uh, for those of us who remember, it's going to remind us of the Rodney King video in 1992. Uh, But tragically, unlike Rodney King, 29-year-old Tyree Nichols does not survive this brutal encounter with these five police officers. And as the police chief, Chief Davis, said when they asked if they asked her if she agrees with Attorney Crump about him comparing the video to Rodney King video, she said, I would agree it's very similar, if not worse, than Rodney King video. Because you're going to see on this video, Stephen A., when America watches this video, it's going to evoke very strong emotion when you see the escalation. I mean, from the moment of the encounter, Stephen A., I mean, it's not only excessive uh, language and excessive brutality and use of force, but everything is escalated. It's MF this, you son of a B, on the ground, hands up, and the humanity and 29-year-old Tyree Nichols You see it for yourself. He never used profanity back at the police officers. He says, what did I do? I mean, he, man, it's so hard to watch and it's so troubling, Stephen A. I got to tell you, I I found myself obviously incredibly appalled. Uh, These are five officers. These are five black police officers. And that's something we'll get into in just a second. I'm trying to figure out, uh, I mean, did they not know? I mean, did they have their body cams on? How was this footage acquired? Because I got to believe, what, did they lose all sense of consciousness and not know that they were being filmed, that we would see what they were doing? How could they be this this heinous? You know, Stephen A., I believe they were fully aware their body cameras were on, but this is the organized crime unit. The, the jump out boys, for lack of a better word. And so I guess they believe they can just engage people in the most disrespectful ways, trampling on their constitutional rights like they did Tyree because there were other citizens who have come forward and said, no, I this unit called the Scorpion unit is that they attacked me when I was going for a pizza, one young man said, and he tried to report them. He called the police and turned affairs twice, Stephen A., and never got a response back. He said this happened a week ago. They put a gun to his head. And uh, you believe if they would have responded back to that black citizen that maybe, just maybe, Tyree would not have been killed in this god-awful manner where he's kicked and punch and hit with a stick, and he weighs all of 150 pounds, his family says, soaking wet. He's mm. six feet tall, three inches. He has Crohn's disease, which a uh, symptom of that disease is that you lose a lot of weight. So he wasn't very big, and so it makes no sense when you watch this video, your heart breaks, you say, my God, why didn't they just de-escalate? Mm. 
Well, I saw a picture of him. I saw a picture of him in the hospital. Um, obviously, at the time that we're recording this interview, it's about an hour away from when they're going to release the video to the public. Uh, there's clearly concerns that there's going to be protests, potentially riots in the streets. And to a, a credit to the family of Tyree Nichols, his stepdad and his mom, they've, they both called. They both have called for peaceful protests. They don't want any violence in the streets whatsoever. They've called for peaceful protests. That's what they did i'm gonna get back to these officers from this perspective you know how people are you know how cynical they can be particularly when it's black youth did they have a criminal record were they resisting arrest and all of this other stuff can you give us some background on tyree nichols all right as it pertains to that and whether or not there was any resistance whatsoever when he was pulled over by the police officers well, Stephen, you know those questions are going to come up. You've been in this uh, yeah, as a journalist for years. Yes. They won't find anything in Tyree's background. He had a misdemeanor charge years ago, mm -hmm. at, at misdemeanor, and that's it. He worked at FedEx. He was a skateboarder, man. He he was he was a, a unique type of guy. He was he was a good guy. His passions were skateboarding, photography. He would go take pictures of sunsets, and he had all these pictures in his room of sunsets when he would get an opportunity. He would go to Starbucks. He had a regular crowd that he would go and drink Starbucks with, mostly white people. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the FedEx uh, employees loved him. They said he was a joy to work with. I mean, nobody has said not one bad word about this kid. He was unique in the sense that he wasn't like everybody else. His mother said, I, I, I'm going to buy you a pair of uh, Jordan tennis shoes. And he said, no, nah, mom, you don't have to spend all that money. I'm fine with just some bands. That's mm -hmm. the kind of kid he was. And so they're not going to find anything to assassinate his character with. And when you look at this video, Stephen A., I mean, this kid, he, his humanity just shows. He says at one point while they are struggling with him, he said, I just want to go home. I mean, he doesn't curse at them, even though they keep cursing at him. Uh, and then, man, at the end, Stephen A., it, it is very difficult at the end. He's about three, four block uh, houses from his house. Wow. And, they are beating and kicking him. Kind of, it's gonna look like Rodney King, and he yells out for his mom three times. He says, "Mom, mom, mm -hmm. mom," and that last "mom" is the last words he ever uttered on this earth. Because the video will show. After that, he's limp. They put him in handcuffs. They sit him up against the police car. He falls to the right side. After a minute, they pick him back up, put him against the police car. He falls to the left side. They pick him up again. He falls. He's obviously in distress. He's moaning. And none of them offer him any assistance. Nobody offers to render aid. When those two fire department officials get on the scene, they walk around like five, six minutes, and that's why they've been relieved of duty and been investigated because they don't offer him aid. So as offensive as it was, how they brutalized them, it was equally offensive, Stephen A. How you're going to see on this video, they don't even offer this brother any humanity. Let me ask you this. I've heard that obviously we know about five police officers who officers who have been arrested indicted on a multiple on multiple charges including second degree murder the stepfather said that they wanted first degree murder but they're satisfied with the multitude of charges that include second degree murder that's what the father said during the press conference because I watched the press conference in its entirety um I just for for my audience, was it just the five officers there? I heard it was more than that. And yeah. it was just those five officers who were hitting on him, whereas the other officers that were in attendance, they just stood around and watched. Is that true? That is true. Uh, many officers showed up on the scene. It was those five officers initially, but others showed up. And, you know, they didn't intervene. It's, it's like with George Floyd, when you see police 
you know, engaging in excessive force, you have a duty to say something, do something. If you're going to say, I'm, I'm a good cop, then when you see bad things being done by cops, you should say something. But they didn't, and it's troubling so much, and you have to pray for Memphis. I know that you are our sports uh, journalist for most of America, especially for us, Stephen A. You'll be happy to know that members of the Memphis Grizzlies basketball team have yeah. reached out to Tyree family. So hopefully everybody's going to collectively work together not only to get – justice but to make sure we have peace in memphis and hopefully all across america when this video comes well, out th th there's no surprise there the memphis grizzlies are a first class organization john moran is the leader of that franchise and they've got a lot of good brothers both black and white as a part of that franchise i can assure you they know they're representing the city of memphis and they're going to stand up and they're going to make sure that they give you whatever assistance that you need getting back to the police officers any issue I knew that as of this morning, at least two of the officers were let out on $250,000 bond. I'm not aware of what happened to the other three officers, whether or not they're still in jail or they've been released. Any issue with that at all in your mind? No, not at all, Stephen A., because as a, a civil rights attorney, I, I believe every American citizen should be afforded the rights and the constitutional promises that they are guaranteed as citizens. And they have a constitutional right to reasonable bail, and they have a constitutional right that there's a presumption of innocence and to proving guilty. And so I don't want these black police officers to be treated any differently than had they been white police officers. And that's very important that we have to acknowledge that you know, as they say, uh, uh, you're black America's attorney general. And, and I, I stand on the principle of equal justice with that uh, title and whatever else you have strived to me. It's about equal justice. And so when we think about how quickly these officers were terminated and how they had charges bought within 20 days, Stephen A. Smith, because the police saw the crimes that were committed on this video, then I must proclaim that we now have a blueprint of how we're to go forward with these police excessive use of forces that end up with black and brown people being killed who are unarmed. Because when you think about all these cases, whether it was 14-year-old Tamir Rice, whether it was Eric Gardner, whether it was Philando Castile, Alton Sterling, all these brothers and Pamela Turner killed on video. But yet they would tell us we got to investigate and they would investigate for six months, months a year, yeah. two years. And none of these white police officers, oh, Laquan McDonald in Chicago, you know, yes. I mean, shot him 16 times in the back. They had the video day one and didn't bring charges for 16 months. And so you can't say that anymore. You cannot say that anymore because we saw what happened in Memphis when five black police officers mm -hmm. were charged. And the police chief said that it was important that the community saw swift action and that there was swift justice. Well, the community needs to see if white police officers kill black people, that it needs to be swift action and swift justice, too, Unarmed. if it's documented. Unarmed. Yeah, Unarmed. That's, a, that's a good point. Because, Stephen, I'll say this and then I, I'll move on. I just had to interject these important points. You know, this is my life's mission, and, and I understand what we're up against. And we have to always keep holding a mirror to America's face, no matter how bad they criticize us or attack that's us. Right. We have to say they don't do this to our white brothers and sisters who are unarmed. They don't brutalize them like this. Mm -hmm. Where are those videos? But we see a video almost every other month of a black person being killed unarmed, shot in the back, mm -hmm. running away. And so this is an opportunity for us, America. This is an opportunity for us to speak to this culture of implicit bias to say we're better than what America is going to see on this video.
Let me add to that. I think it's incredibly important what you did at the press conference today. And what you did at the press conference today is you highlighted and made sure to accentuate the fact that these were black officers, black police officers that you are going after anyway. That way, if you're white America, you're white listening anywhere. The fact that you're going after black officers this way, excuse me, because you're interested in fairness and justice. It's not about whether they're black or white police officers. It's about the criminality, the criminal behavior they're exercising. The fact that it's against unarmed black men. And what you're saying is, regardless of what ethnicity you are, you do that. We're coming for you and you need to join us. And coming for these officers who do such a thing, not just when they're black police officers. If black folks are willing to go after black police officers with this level of vehemence, we should you should definitely join us in doing so for white officers as well. That's what you were saying. Am I right in saying that? Amen. Amen, Stephen A. We have to say and remind people we're not anti-cop. We're not anti-white cop. We're anti-bad cops. And whether the cop is black, Hispanic, or white, if you brutalize citizens, you should be held accountable. And we, the one thing that you see, it's not about the race of the police officer that determines, is the determining factor, whether they're gonna engage in excessive use of force. But it seems to be the race of the citizen. And that's what we got to continue to highlight. And Stephen A., you're right. We got to stand for fairness and equality, no matter who it is or what person is offended. It's about equal justice. Recent payouts to the family. That's a subject for another day. I just bring that up because obviously there's a price that's going to have to be paid. George Floyd, $27 million to his family. Breonna Taylor, $12 million to her family. It's, the list goes on and on. But I'm thinking along the lines of these officers in terms of the second degree murder charge. Is that satisfactory to you? Did you want the first degree murder? Do you think that this calls for first degree murder? Do you suspect that upon people seeing this, that the demand for those charges will come to light? First degree murder as opposed to second degree murder. What are your thoughts about that? Now, there will be some that ask for first degree murder. I mean, the kicks, man, Stephen, it's, it's just hard to watch, brother. It is hard to watch because it's not like it's a reactionary kick. It's like, you know how you about to kick a field goal? You kind of, yes. I mean, yes. and you see that, man, and you're like, my God, this is a human being. This young black man could be your little brother, man. And so why would you do that? I mean, that's what's so hurtful to many in our community. We're saying, you know, could you not see that this could be your family member? Mm. How could you do that? And so there's going to be people who say it should be first degree murder. But I will say the prosecutors, they had the benefit of having the video and they could dissect the video, freeze it and so forth. So I believe they charged with the full uh, level of charges that they believe they can get convictions on. But people are going to have a visceral reaction, Stephen A. You know, you, you think about, man... I, I know you got uh, nieces and nephews. Yes, you, you and just, two daughters. Yes. And two daughters. So you just think, Stephen A., man, what if this is my loved one who has done nothing? And they say he was uh, it was reckless driving, but they can't even substantiate that. And it's a simple traffic stop. Yes. You should not die from a simple traffic stop. How someone could argue shouldn't be bruised over it. Yeah. If he's not resisting arrest. If he's not cussing back at you, if he's not being belligerent in any way, he's not resisting arrest. Not that you were going to arrest him for a traffic stop, but I'm just saying I've been stopped for traffic violations throughout my life. I've never had that happen to me. I mean, what what is the problem? So I'm looking at it and let me throw out these names because people need to know who these officers are. To Darius Bean, Demetrius Haley, Emmett Martin, III, Desmond Mills, Jr. and Justin Smith all black and were fired after being indicted on the murder charges. Anything in their background, anything in their background from an historical perspective that shows anything close or similar to the kind of stuff that just happened uh, uh, with, with Tyree Nichols? Well, you know, Stephen A., they say uh, that one of them 
was part of a lawsuit for excessive force while he was a prison guard and that those allegations were pretty appalling. Uh, but it's the citizens. I've now had two citizens reach out to our office and one of them is the young man who you may have seen an interview on where he was delivering the pizza and they attacked him and put him face down on the ground, put a gun to his head and was using all kind of profane language towards him. Mm -hmm. And he, he got documentation where he called on his cell phone to the police department twice that night afterwards and tried to report them, tried to call the next day and nothing happened. And then the other one was an older gentleman who said, you know, they jumped on him and was cursing at him. And it never should be where a police officer engages citizen with this type of you're guilty to proven innocent. You should have respect and dignity because I want to see video. And I know they say, well, Attorney Crump, you keep bringing up race. Well, they're not doing this to our white brothers and sisters. It's not like they are putting guns to white citizens' heads at traffic stops. It's like Breonna Taylor, where they're not kicking in the doors of our white brothers and sisters at one o'clock in the morning. You know, uh, Louisville, Kentucky is 25% African-American, but they said almost 82% of the no-not warrants that I think is an affront to the Fourth Amendment uh, constitutional rights against unlawful search and seizure, they kept violating the Fourth Amendment for only black people mostly. They weren't doing it. And so we got to speak truth to power when we get a chance. And you know that's why I'm a huge fan of you, Stephen A. You always speak truth to power, even if it makes people uncomfortable. Well, it's interesting. I appreciate that, man, because I'm looking at this right here and I got to tell you something. There's nothing good, obviously, that comes out of this because Tyree Nichols ain't coming back. He's gone. And we understand that. And our heart goes out to his parents and his family and his loved ones, his friends, his co-workers, everybody. It's just what a tragedy. But I will say this to you. The fact that this has happened. Listen, when you look at these black police officers you're going to have some white folks out there that saying, see, even black officers are doing X, Y, and Z. It's not just us. And that'll be an excuse to take out the racial component. But what you're saying is, excuse me, the racial component is always there because this is primarily happening to black people and black men specifically. Well, obviously, yeah. obviously respect yeah. to Breonna Taylor. We get that. Yeah. Yeah, the statistics are overwhelming. It's not even close when you look at how disproportionate black men are killed, unarmed black men. And it's important that we keep underscoring that. Unarmed. It's unarmed black people. It's black people who are running away from the police being shot in the back. It's George Floyd who's there with a knee on his neck. You know, it's these things, both of them Gene in his apartment in Dallas, Texas, eating ice cream, watching NFL football on a Thursday night, and she come in and says the wrong apartment. It's Terrence Crutcher walking walking away with his hands up because he was a black man who had his car break down. The police car came and was treating him like a criminal and she shot him in the back. It's all these instances that we see on video over and over and over again. Eric Gardner selling loose cigarettes that you, you know, uh, choke him to death and so forth. And so what we have to say is these black men overwhelmingly are bearing the brunt of this biased policing and losing their lives. And it is not happening to unarmed white people. When unarmed white people are killed by the police because we do this constantly, we're in federal courts all the time, it's because a white person had a gun, Stephen A., and they were threatening the police life. That's when you say, okay, we can shoot a white person. That is not the standard for shooting black people. They shoot first and they ask questions later. You can have young white men who are confirmed mass murderers and the police still take them alive. And then you think about all these things like this 14-year-old kid, Tamir Rice, on the playground. You think about all these things, Atiana Jefferson babysitting her seven-year-old nephew in well, the house, and they well, shoot into the house. Well, let's not forget Dylan Roof walking into a church in South Carolina shooting nine people, and not only is there a manhunt that leads to his quote-unquote arrest, they stopped them to give him Burger King. Let's not forget that one either. But let me ask you this, Benjamin Crump. Um, one would look at this and say this is evidence to the contrary of what police forces across the nation was telling us. We've listened to you. 
We've heard you. And as a result, we're going to work to do things better in the aftermath of the George Floyd murder. Is this evidence that not much has changed in your estimation? It's evidence, Stephen A., that we have work yet to do. I'd rather strike a match than to curse the darkness because I do believe we're making progress. It's just, it's always a journey to justice. We can take a step forward, but then sometimes we take two steps back. I think when we see this video tonight, we're gonna say, America, we took a step back. But as we told President Biden, he just called the family about an hour ago. And we told him, as we watch this video, it's gonna evoke strong emotions. We need to use this as an opportunity to recall our efforts to pass the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act and try to prevent some of these hashtags from happening. Because if we don't, Stephen A., it could be any one of our loved ones. I don't think, if Trayvon Martin still for anything, it it doesn't matter if you're living in a gated community, how much money you making, what your college degree is, what kind of job you have. Our children are not safe from implicit bias once they're pulled over on the side of the road. Benjamin Krupp, I got to tell you something that's been on my mind for the last few hours, and I'm sharing it with you, my brother, uh, while we we talk to my audience here on No Mercy. You know, one of the things that I think about is that what is Memphis, Tennessee famous for? One of the most famous things that have ever happened. Obviously, uh, regretfully, it was the assassination of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., uh, who obviously fought for civil rights for all of us. Um, And in this same city, we have five police officers that have been indicted on second degree murder charges for violating the civil rights and violating the humanity of a 29 year old innocent black man who did nothing wrong and was unarmed. It hits me on a day like today, particularly on the eve of Black History Month. How does it hit you? Now, it, it has similar feelings. I, I We rode by the Lorraine Motel where Dr. King was uh, assassinated. And just like that historical event will be tied to Memphis, Tennessee forever, tonight when America, when the world watches this video, Memphis is going to be tied to this forever. And it's, it's just tragic. It's going to take a lot of people the mayor, the police chief, the the great Memphis Grizzlies basketball team to help heal this community because people are going to remember this video just like they remember George Floyd and just like they remember that famous photograph of everybody pointing to the balcony where Dr. King lay slain. People are going to remember that and you really ask yourself in the memory of Martin Luther King in Memphis, Tennessee, How is it that these five police officers could not recognize the humanity in Tyree Nichols? Just basic humanity when he says, I just want to go home. Three houses away from his home, correct? Yes, sir. Uh, Just to end this particular subject, um, as a remind, I, I just want you to remind my audience All five police officers were hitting and kicking on him, correct? They were. And that's why the officer, why the police chief said she is not proud of anything in this video. Everybody participated. Nobody tried to de-escalate it. These are her words. And I saw the 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 your 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 partner Romanucci, the other attorney, uh, point to the fact that this scorpion unit needs to be disbanded. It needs to be eradicated. Are you of that mindset as well? Absolutely, man. You can't have these jump out boys who just tramp on constitutional rights of citizens who are black or brown. I mean, it's the jump out boys. They they are these people who feel they can rush up to you suddenly and they can take you down even though they uh, have no evidence of you committing any crime, anything, if they suspect something. 
And it's different, Stephen A., if you have a warrant and a judge has signed a warrant saying that we believe there's probable cause that exists that I have vetted as a judicial officer to say that you can go uh, engage and detain this person. But Tyree and these other citizens were just regular black people driving down the road. If they say Tyree and his mother keeps making this point, if he's supposed to be reckless driving, why would you say you pulled him over at a stop sign where he had on his left turn signal? That don't sound like reckless driving. Not at all. Not at all. It makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. Uh, what kind of what, what, what kind of punishment? I know it's premature, but forgive me when you take into account that this happened January 7th, that he died, Tyree Nichols died January 10th, and that in less than 20 days, uh, indictment on second degree murder charges along with various other charges have been exacted against all five police officers who have been fired when the mayor of Memphis, the governor of Tennessee, uh, the local NAACP uh, president combined with the chief of police and the district attorney's office have all come out vehemently against these officers. It doesn't look like they have a leg to stand on. What kind of punishment can people expect from this, Benjamin Crump? You know, Stephen, it's going to be interesting because they were charged with second degree murder. If they're convicted of that, it can carry 30 years. They were charged with aggravated assault. They're convicted of that. It could carry 20 years to 25 years. They were charged with uh, aggravated kidnapping, which is very interesting, something we don't normally see, especially with police officers. But if they're convicted of that, it can carry uh, 15 to 25 right. years. And then they are charged with official misconduct, which could carry up to 10 years. And they are charged with official oppression, which is something we don't normally see that they can that can carry up to ten years, um, but if I had to take a, a stab at it, and you know who knows what uh, their defense is going to be, who knows what a jury makeup is going to be, and what they're going to do, but you want to believe that George Floyd's uh, killer, uh, Derek Chauvin, may be a good. Uh, precedent yep. that the judge may look towards. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, he got 25 years, so we have to see. It, 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 it really breaks my heart, Stephen A. I, yeah. it, it breaks my heart because these black men, as Tyree's mother said, wasn't much older than Tyree. No. And, she, and she said something deep, man. She said she's praying for their families, too, because they brought shame to their families and the whole community. Yeah. Uh, she said she just don't understand why they felt they had to do this to cure her child. Mm -hmm. And that justice must be done because Tyree is never coming home, man. And it was so unnecessary that his life was taken. When you watch that video, Stephen A., in a couple hours, you're going to see how unnecessary this killing was. You didn't have to kick him. You didn't have to punch him. You're going to hear audio of them saying, I was hitting him with straight haymakers. You know, why would you do that to a person? Wow. Make sure, as far as I'm concerned, their, their only defense is going to be insanity. That's the only thing they can plead after something like this. You know, and that and that's not going to cut it at all. Anything that the public can do. I mean, we've protested. There have been riots. You know, we've seen people trying to bring attention to the maladies that take place uh, against African-American men who are unarmed uh, at the hands of, of some police officers. We know that you're not saying every police officer is bad. I'm not saying every police officer is bad. We're saying that everybody needs to join together to weed out bad cops. Is there anything definitive that you can point to that hasn't been done that the rest of us can do to really put the pressure on our government, local and federal, to really bring the hammer down so we can eradicate uh, these oppressive tactics on the part of uh, some police officers? You know, Stephen A. Smith, I, oftentimes I watch you on first take and, you know, you all break things down to help people who are not on y'all level understand yeah. different plays and so forth and schemes. 
we have to continue to break stuff down in the court of public opinion. I think it's so important, like when the Milwaukee Bucks walked off the court after Jacob Blake, we have to use our influence to say that United States Senate, United States House of Representatives, we have not had substantive police reform in America since President Lyndon Baines Johnson, Great Society legislation. We have tried, but they have been no federal uh, police reform in America. We thought we might get it out to Rodney King in 1992. It did not happen. It did not happen. We thought after Michael Brown and Ferguson with President Obama, it did not happen. We thought after George Floyd, if ever we were going to have a chance. And it did not happen. And so we got to vote them out in 2024. And when we have the uh, Congress and a Senate that says, hold on, we can show you exhibit after exhibit. We can break down Tyree Nichols. We can break down George Floyd. We can break down Eric Gardner. We can break down Laquan McDonald. We can break down Philando Castile. We can break down uh, uh, Sandra Bland, Pamela Turner, because they kill black women too. And we can show you all these exhibits as to why we need police reform on the federal level. Because if we just keep doing it hodgepodge, where you have a, a George Floyd Act here in Minneapolis, you have a Breonna in Louisville, but you don't have any systematic police reform to say these are the standards, then I think we're never going to make progress in preventing all these hashtags. How many uh, professional football players have to put hashtags on their cleats? Uh, how many names before we say, yeah, we got to do something about this epidemic of police abuse on black and brown people who are unarmed. Benjamin Crump, that's all I can say, man. I appreciate your work. I appreciate what you're doing, my brother. So proud of you continuing to stand up for us uh, to be to be that civil rights attorney for the United States of America. That's who you are. Make no mistake about it. Good luck. My heart goes out to Tyree Nichols' family, uh, their devastating loss and what have you. I wish you nothing but the best. And unfortunately, the thing that needs to be said, getting back to uh, those f- police officers, Tyree Nichols' life is lost. He's not coming back. But also five additional black families have been shattered because those black police officers are clearly going to jail. Their lives ruined. They are. And Stephen, I just want to say from so many of us, man, keep making us proud. Keep uplifting the culture. Keep uplifting the community. You do it every day, brother. And we're so proud of you. Thank you so much, my brother. We'll talk soon. Take care. Yes, sir. This is the moment of a lifetime. Uh-huh. The clock's ticking like my lifeline. Until I flatline, I push it to the red line. Who gonna stop me high? Who gonna stop me high? Thanks again to attorney Benjamin Crump. I've known him for years. Seeing his face cringe the way that it did when he was talking to me. Damn near was fighting back tears. It's incredibly sad. But I want to go back to what I said to him while I was interviewing him, because I want to remind my audience of this. Rodney Wells, the stepfather for Tyree Nichols, who worked at FedEx, who works at FedEx still, but worked at FedEx with Tyree Nichols. Had a press conference, was at a press conference this afternoon, a family press conference. And Rodney Wells said what I think was apropos in this particular instance. Ladies and gentlemen. There should be no riots in the streets. Let's call for peaceful protest. There should be no violence. Law enforcement acted swiftly here. The police chief spoke out against the officers. The officers have been fired. They have been indicted on second degree murder charges, along with various others that Benjamin Crump outlined. Potential sentences, if conviction takes place, if you combine all of the charges, calls for more than 50 years. Derek Chauvin was articulated as the precedent 
by Benjamin Crump that you can look towards here to decipher what kind of sentence these officers are going to get. For all intent and purposes, their lives are over. All five of them. Personally speaking, I'd like to see the officers, the other officers that showed up and stood around and do nothing. I'd like to see some ramifications coming their way. At the very least, unemployment. And to be a bit stiffer, how about negligence or dereliction of duty? Your job is to protect and serve. It ain't to protect and serve against everybody. But police officers, when police officers violate your constitutional rights, violate laws, go rogue, you're supposed to protect against them too. So I'd like to see some charges or at least us to investigate charges as to what should come raining down upon those officers, those additional officers that did absolutely nothing. That would be nice. And I appreciate Benjamin Crump and his team asking about the unions and what words do they have to say? The Benevolent Association, the police union, what do they have to say? Got nothing to say? Nothing? Could you at least sit up there and say on behalf of police officers in this city, if not everywhere, that behavior doesn't represent who we are and what we're about. Can you at least say that? Is that possible? It'd be nice. And by the way, when I think about some of the statistics, because it's important to point those things out, I've got them here. You know, when I think about somebody, let me just throw this out. Percentage of yearly police shootings in 2022, there were 1,176 people killed by police. The most since 2013. In 2021, there were 1,145 deaths. 1,055 were fatal shootings. In 2020, there were 1,152 deaths. 1,020 fatal shootings. I'm not finished. This is according to The Guardian. That's our source here. Additionally, the rate of fatal police shootings among black Americans were much higher than that for any other ethnicity. Standing at 5.9 fatal shootings per million of the population per year between 2015 and 2022. That source, Statista Research Department, dated January 2nd of this year. Black people. Three and a half times more likely than white people to be killed by police when they are not attacking or do not have a weapon. Meaning when they're unarmed. Black teenagers are 21 times more likely than white teenagers to be killed by the police. I.e. Tamir Rice, Antoine Rose. A black person is killed about every 40 hours in the United States of America. One out of every 1,000 black men can expect to be killed by police violence over the, the course of their life. Ladies and gentlemen, we make up about 13% of the American population. Do you know what that makes us as black people? An endangered species. Is that what you want? Because you see, questions like that, albeit rhetorically, need to be asked. And the reason why is very, very simple, ladies and gentlemen. What about the issue of fair and equitable treatment under the laws of our land? Isn't that what we should strive for? I'm watching a video weeks ago of some dude getting arrested. I had no problem with the brother getting arrested, the white dude getting arrested. I had no problem because he was evading police officers. But you know the problem I did have with it? He was literally driving in his car and shooting back at the police officers in Oklahoma City. This happened months ago. How the hell he get arrested? White America. Explain to us how somebody can be arrested shooting at a police officer, but an unarmed black man gets killed. Why am I asking white America this question when black police officers are the ones responsible for killing Tyree Nichols? Here's why I'm asking you that question. 
because you see black people standing up in unison and in an uproar ready to take down these black police officers, right? So if it's not about race and ethnicity for us, and it's really about the issue of fair and equitable treatment and making sure you don't violate our civil rights and we're willing to hold our own accountable for it. Why don't you do the same thing when it comes to yours? It's only right. Watch what happens to these black police officers. Because everybody in our American system, right, has to be judged by their peers, right? A jury of their peers. Isn't that correct? How much you want to make a bet? You can put 12 black jurors in front of those police officers and they're going to send their ass to prison for years and years and years to come. You know why? Because it's fair. That's why. It's just. It's justice. When you make sure that happens across the board, at the very least, it provides a deterrent to ensure that things like this rarely have ever happened again. Justice through strength. And deterrence. The ubiquitous presence of ramifications. Of judgment against your actions. In a fair and equitable system. Devoid. Of color, ethnicity, bias. That. Is what America is about to show. To Darius Bean, Demetrius Haley, Emmett Martin III, Desmond Mills Jr., and Justin Smith. They about to find out what this system is supposed to be. They ain't getting out of this. There's no way on earth they're getting out of this. I'd bet my career on it. And they shouldn't. So don't be violent. Don't engage in mayhem and what have you. So far, the system has worked the way it's supposed to. But let me warn you, America. Don't become fair and equitable under the guise of our justice system. When it comes to these black officers and stop there. Oh, we want it for them. Tyree Nichols is dead. He ain't coming back. All five of their asses got to pay for this. No question. Just don't stop there. Make sure. That's what that what's about to happen. To these five black police officers, which is just. Is a conspicuous sign of things to come. We got to get back to a just system. Actually, that was a facetious comment. We got to get to a just system. Because Lord knows there's no way in hell this system has been just. Ever. When it comes to us. Well, watch what we do to our own. Because those black police officers. To Darius B. Demetrius Haley. Emmett Martin III. Desmond Mills Jr. And Justin Smith. Has got to pay. Let's focus our attention. On making sure. They receive. The right form of justice and not distract people from that because we're engaging in violence and mayhem. It's unnecessary. The system is doing what it's supposed to do in this instance. Let's hold their feet to the fire and make sure this is the beginning 
of consistent retribution exacted against rogue police officers who shame the good men and women who've sworn to protect and serve throughout this nation. I'm out y'all until next time. Peace and love. And by the way, no mercy for these officers. Mercy to the family of Tyree Nichols who've lost their 29 year old son, stepson, father, friend, and beyond to this senseless, heinous, inexcusable crime committed by five individuals who swore to protect and serve and violated their oath in every imaginable way. Talk to y'all next time. Take care. This has been a presentation of Cadence 13, an Odyssey company in association with Stephen A. Podcast Productions. Episodes of No Mercy are available now for free wherever you get your podcasts.